Hello, it's me, Mary. I can see clearly now and welcome to episode two. Um, this episode is linked to Instagram, so it's linked to a li- little inspirational speech that I put on there, which is my own. And it's based on thinking about COVID-19 and we're thinking about lockdown and it coming to an end. So I really gave some thought to what freedom is. So these insights that I share, they're in no particular order. It's just what I'm guided to share that week. So all of them um, are on my personal journey and from my wisdom and experiences and learning, but they're not in journey. So it is, they're not in order. So it isn't as if I'm saying, go follow them in this order and you will completely transform. Not at all. Equally, I'm not um, saying that Everything I share is right for you. You pick and choose. This is about me sharing my truth and my learning experiences for people to relate it to themselves, if it's applicable, and to then find their own truth. But this isn't about me um, pushing my truth onto somebody else, not at all. It's, It's me sharing my journey to say, hey, this is the way that I changed looking through life through a different lens and it may just help somebody out there. So this episode, so the, the speech that I'm going to say, so the, or the insight that I said is, freedom isn't when lockdown ends. Freedom is when you remove all of your false condition layers that reveal your truth. Living that truth every day without fear of judgment is when you will feel full freedom. And I know I emphasise some points there because this is really, really um, personal and strong for me when I wrote this. Because there are some things that freedom, you could say, yeah, you're not locked up physically. But being free of mind and free emotionally is something completely different than being locked in a house. There are some people that are, and me included in that, I was, are imprisoned in their mind constantly. So it doesn't matter whether you're locked in a home because you still are locked in anyway. And lifting the ban just means that you can go out and you can have distractions or greater distractions, but you still can be a prisoner to your thoughts and to your emotions. And what I said there, so I'm just going to pull out some of the key things. So remove all of your false condition layers. Have I got to that point? Um... I'm going to be really honest and say, I believed so a year ago, and then I had a real awake, rude awakening, which said to me, the minute, and this is my personal experience, the minute you believe you have done all of your learning is the time when you have the greatest learning to do. And I'll explain that further. So what that meant for me is that there's some kind of arrogance, I guess, or there was an ego creeping in then because it was, a, oh, I feel whole. Yes, I've done all of this and it and it feels great and I feel whole. Yes, I did feel a wholeness, but that still doesn't mean that there won't be lessons there for me to learn. It, it just means that it's almost like a game of snakes and ladders. And what it means is that I've just gone up, up a ladder, um, but there's still plenty more to learn. That's what I signed up for in this life. And the minute you aren't learning, then you're not really living and you're not making the most out of this experience. So the minute I said those words, I was hit with something really emotional the week after that said to me, oh, okay, 
yeah, I've still got more learning to do, but so have we all. But what I will say to you is these layers that I talk about, your false conditioning, are parts of you that you have obtained from somewhere else. Now, what I'm sharing isn't new. You know, there's plenty of books there to say, and there's some there's some material that says we gain our life, but from the age of six or from the age of six, we've got all of the experiences and we live those, some, some say seven. Either way, we literally form our life book in terms of how we live from the peers and the interactions that we've had in the formative years of our life. Scary in a way, because it's almost like putting a child of six years of age in a driving seat and saying, drive, drive my life. And that's exactly what we do. We put, we put that six-year-old in our driving seat as we were. And so everything that we've had to that date, the experiences that we've had, the parenting that we've had, the love that we've had or not, that is what will then dictate the experiences in the life that we start to live. The issue with that is we are living by somebody else's rules to how they have lived their life and passed on from other generations themselves. So the issue with that is at them years, you you don't know what you don't know and you're just living somebody else's blueprint of life. Um, for me, the reason I say that and the, and the reason I use the words condition lays and truth is what it's meant for me and I've been prepared to do and I have been prepared to do this and still am is to challenge every single belief I ever held to be true. Because only by by literally going into every belief you have will you know whether that has actually come from your truth or whether it's something that is conditioned in you that you've just inherited from somebody else. Your truth is by living by the beliefs that you are making that you have experienced and that you know to be true inside of you. And that does mean peeling back every single one of those layers. We don't know what we don't know. So subconscious mind is where all of this is stored. So when I say we don't know, can I say to you that, yeah, I've done 90% of the work there. I don't know. I don't know what is still in, in my rucksack. I call it an emotional rucksack. I don't know what is still in there because until a situation happens or an event happens that brings something into my conscious mind, I don't know the reality of what is in my subconscious. What I do know is it literally, there isn't anything that it doesn't know there. It's like a giant, giant computer. So you just think of all the memory that that takes to store whatever age you are now, every single smell, every single experience, And it doesn't just take your experiences, it actually takes other people's. So if you've been with somebody and they've actually experienced a trauma or or some emotional event, you're experiencing that as well. And that has an effect and an impact on your emotion that goes into your emotional rucksack. So when we start to look at this and go back to the original, freedom isn't when that door unlocks and we're saying, yay, you can literally go to all different places freedom or the beginning of freedom because it is a journey is when you openly decide to open that lid and to peel back those things that you believe to be true and you are prepared to challenge 
everything that you ever believe to be true. I'll give you a simple example with that. Um, I always believed that I needed breakfast. Whatever time I wake up in the morning, I believe that, yeah, I, I have a blood sugar attack if I don't have breakfast at that time. And just one morning, um, I woke up and I said, "What? wonder what would happen if that belief wasn't true? Because I wanted to try some intermittent fasting. So I woke up and said, right, with this new belief of that isn't true and I will actually eat when my body tells me, something quite interesting happened. I actually went 16 hours without the need to eat. So my breakfast turned into I didn't need to eat actually until probably one or two o'clock of that day, not the seven or eight o'clock that I conditioned myself to believe. Just a simple example, but where did that conditioning come from? That came from from actually, I can hear my mum's uh, voice ringing in my head. As soon as you wake up, you want some breakfast, you want something in your stomach. Now, I'm not saying that that is right for everybody. I'm not telling everybody to skip breakfast. I'm just using that as a simple example. If I had that belief that I always needed that, and just a simple way one morning of waking up and saying, what if that wasn't true? Had an effect. And that was a starting point now that every single experience that I have, I actually question and I say, first of all, who's is that, who is that belief? Where have I, in, have I inherited it? Or is it one that I've created myself from my experiences? Uh, an interesting situation that I had before where, where somebody says something and I challenge the belief. And they just said, well, I said, well, where did that come from? Well, I don't know, it just is. A lot of the times, the belief is so, we actually can't even remember where it comes from anymore. So that itself is an indicator that, is it really yours? Because if you can't remember it, then that to me is an indicator that, that you have literally just had something and taken it to be true. Or you've inherited that from somebody, but it, it it isn't your absolute truth of a situation. So with this, the freedom um, or the journey to freedom is to start to question everything that you ever believed to be true. And yes, that's what I did. So the reason I, I, I don't have to do anything. The reason I chose to do that was because being perfectly honest, I, my life has been a, um, a series of aha moments and catalysts. It's been it's been a remarkable blessed journey, which is why I'm sharing this. And along, the, I can just have some of the most incredible aha moments where just something clicks with me and it makes me question something. And that certainly happens. If I go back to episode one, that absolutely happened after my accident, where I was that weak and I was that ill that I just started to question everything and certainly about the way that I'd been living my life because the stress and pressure had really had a huge impact into the state of play that I was. So it really then, I, I had little choice but to reevaluate, especially when I was left with ME symptoms and fibromyalgia. If anybody ever has had those, you know that it is is absolutely exhausting. So... I've questioned every truth from, am I really this extroverted person that I gave off as a persona? I question that strongly and realise that I'm not. 
and I'm actually a really private person. Ironic that I'm saying that and I'm sharing this. But what I mean by that is I don't have to um, be a centre of attention. I don't have to be part of crowds, which I always believed I did. And I realise now that was a total front. So when you start to really, really start to say, what is my truth? Um, Then it's interesting what appears for you. Another situation in terms of if you start to look at your truth and challenge every truth is not only saying, if that truth, if that belief wasn't right, what difference would that make? Is if ever you're in question is to say, what is my truth in this situation? Because if you ask it that way, you will get a totally different answer than if you literally just go in with your current belief that you have. So the other reason I challenged uh, my truth is being really, really now brutally honest with myself is I didn't know who I was. And I, interestingly to say, I didn't know until, well, I got into my early 30s and then it was a realisation that I don't know who I am. Because I realised then I'd spent my whole life living my mum and dad's blueprint of life, even to the stage of what job that I did, what role that I did. And then I literally went into a marriage where I just lived the blueprint of my husband's life. And like a chameleon, I just moulded myself to who I needed to be at that time to make things work without giving any thought at all to to me. A lot of that was conditioning. Um from parenthood and I know I'm putting a lot of this onto my parents and I'm not I'm just stating the fact of where it came from for me I am blessed I had amazing love and amazing parents and they did the best that they absolutely could nobody gave a rule book when I was born um nobody told my mum you know look if you do this it will have this impact nobody's done that they they absolutely did the best that they could um that said yes situations and experiences of them doing the best did leave an impact on me that form my layers, part of my layers that that I have worked on to remove. But so I went from being conditioned as a child and growing up and having my career kind of chosen for me uh, to then going to a husband and and I'd had drilled into me kind of an old-fashioned view of marriage which was once you are married, you do everything to, to make your husband happy. So you almost lose yourself. But the interesting thing is, I'd never found myself. So I couldn't lose myself because I actually had never found myself. So what my accident started to do is, I didn't have distractions anymore. I had nowhere to run. And only then did, I guess, the true gravity of my situation in every aspect really, really hit me. And that enabled me to start to peel back the the grueling layers of truth. So this episode one, for people that are listening, thinking, where do I start on this? You just start and if you do something or say something or you know something has come or you use the words, well, I believe this, just challenge yourself and just say, do you believe that? Or are you just playing out somebody else's belief that you're conditioned to believe? Um, Esther Hicks. 
has a saying for this. So if anybody's on the law of attraction with Abraham Hicks and, and Esther Hicks, these are one of the teachers that I followed many, many years ago. They just say a belief is just a reoccurring thought that you now don't question anymore and it's become your truth. Well, that's a false truth. And what we're really working on here is to find your real truth, not the falseness that's gained from those condition layers. So give it a go. Just start off by really questioning anything you believe to be true and just see where that takes you. And I will see you for the next episode. As always, please take care. Sending you love and light. Bye-bye.